What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Don't Give Up the Ship podcast, episode 106. Uh, today, I'm finally talking to the CEO or former, now former CEO of the Mirtha. Um, <laughs> Captain Aloda uh, has since moved on, but uh, it's been a really popular ask from a lot of listeners. Uh, I'm looking at you, Discord. Um, so, um, and it's something that since since I've seen his stuff going kind of Navy viral on social media, it's been something that I've wanted to uh, look into as well, just to see like, what's this all about? Why is it different? Is it replicable? Stuff like that. And we got into all of that. Hey, real quick, if you can and you're willing to support us uh, in whatever way you can, we always really appreciate it. With the best ways to do that, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Pick a tier that's right for you and support us if you can. We would really appreciate you. Lots of really cool benefits there. Go check them out. Also, don't give up the ship apparel. It's dgutsapparel.com. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, all kinds of cool shower shoes, little like uh, drawstring bags, all kinds of cool stuff, a bunch of really cool custom stickers, and then the challenge coins and, and don't give up the ship podcast apparel is there as well. So please, if you can and you're willing to support us, go to those two places uh, and find whatever way works best for you. It's dgutsapparel.com and patreon.com slash dgutspodcast. Thank you. Uh, it was really cool talking to him. Um, it was good to get to know him a little bit more too. Uh, cause you know, like you can only see so much of like who people are and what they're about by, uh, viewing like the social media feed that was curated and stuff. So it was very cool. It was really fun talking to him and I'm, I'm confident I will drag him back on in the future for, uh, for something else. But, uh, with that, I, you know, I really hope you all enjoy this. Check it out. Well, thanks for having me, Master Chief. Uh, it's definitely an honor to be on your podcast. Uh, I've been uh, listening to a lot of you know what you put out there, and I'm extremely yeah. impressed. And I love everything that you're doing. Um, but just Thank a little you. bit about me: uh, I'm the son of a chief petty officer. Um, yeah. I, am I heard that. I don't know if it was true. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's why I put a lot of stake in the chief's mess. It's because of the way yeah. that I was raised and the way that you know he has you know talked to me about you know, making sure I hold the mess accountable because they're the ones that are going to make um, us as a team, as a family successful. Yeah. So I put a lot of onus on the mess because of my father and everything that he has um, held me to. Um, right. And, uh, and, and, you know, I, I can attribute a lot of who I am, my leadership style um, because of my father. Um, yeah. But like I, like I said, I'm, I'm a God fearing man. I'm, I'm a husband to a beautiful, gorgeous wife. Uh, I'm the father of a Naval Academy grad, class 22 swell. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm also the father. Couldn't talk him into submarines. What's going on there? <laughs> but I also have a freshman at the Merchant Marine Academy. Um, so yeah. I try to have him go to the academy, but uh, he wants to, you know, pave his own way. Yeah. And do his own thing and, uh, and make a name for himself and, and go a different path. So I'm super proud of him. He's a football cool. player. I had a game today. And uh, nice. I'm super impressed. Uh, and then yeah. I'm a snow. You know, I, I love what I do. Uh, I love driving ships. I love commanding them. I've commanded three ships. Most recently, as you know, is a job. Yeah. Um, and okay. it's it's taken me to where I am today. Um, you know, the last thing kind of on on my bucket list is a joint job. So I, that's mm -hmm. what led me to Colorado Springs. I'm the director of the Missile Warning Center in Cheyenne Mountain. Oh, yeah unbelievable job i love it here yeah. you know, I've been in san diego pretty much my entire career and yeah. 
I never thought there'd be a comparable place, um, but Colorado Springs is absolutely. Oh, I believe beautiful. it. It's pretty dang yeah. close. Yeah, I believe it. So what? Uh, so commanded three ships. What was your like early on background in the Navy like? Like how how'd you come up? Okay, so I went to uh, I went to Naval Academy Prep School. I didn't have the grades mm-hmm. to get directed, uh, but yeah, I was a yeah. football player. So fortunately for me, I had the talent and ability to play. Uh, at the D1 level, um, and I okay. was able to, uh, you know, to to you know, to take the burden of of um, financial responsibility for my parents, right? And uh, yeah. and went to school that didn't require money because we didn't have much of it, you know, come yeah. from humble beginnings. Um, yeah. And then uh, went to the academy, uh, became a SWO. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I was a anti-submarine warfare officer hunted you guys uh, on those <laughs> very good, but, you and know, then you're we, like well this is pointless so maybe i should go drive shifts yeah <laughs> uh, i was That's on a funny. frigate as a, as a jo yeah. uh, and then after that frigate, <laughs> i was pretty much all amphids i was an engineer okay. uh, as a auxiliaries officer as a second tour i became a chief engineer on the lsd mm-hmm. uh and then um you know just kind of went through the ranks all the way up uh, on a uh, was XO CO fleet up on on another LSD had command okay. of an LSD two of them and then which mm-hmm. led me to the big debt or the uh, the major command which was the LPD. Okay, and is that a normal progression for because like on submarines you don't normally see a submarine CO do it twice unless they consider like BNs a major command or or not BNs uh, GNs. Yeah, so yeah, like, I- is that no- a normal? I had a I had a bonus command. Um, so you do your 05 command and then your logical progression is 06 command. Um, but okay. I had a bonus command in between. There was a failing organization, failing ship okay. um, where they fired, unfortunately, the CO and they put me in um, you okay. know, from the pen and was able to turn that ship around. God, they and should just put you behind some glass and put great break glass in case of emergency, man. Like that should be like yeah, your new gig. That just be like a GS something, and then yeah. just be like, "Hey, go fix this." There, there's nothing um, like that. if if I could command yeah. my tour or the rest of my time in the Navy, I certainly would. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so like you you talked a little bit about it, which to me it's it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, being a chief for over a decade, but like, can you, can you explain in a little more detail how your dad being a chief influenced? Cause like I target a lot of junior sailors too, and they think the chief's mess is like the evil empire. So like, how did it positively influence your leadership, uh, like style or approach or whatever you want to call it? Um, I have a weird outlook on leadership styles, but we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but like, it's like, how did it, how did it influence you into what you are now? Because, by every measure that I, I'm capable of, you're different from every CO that I've ever yeah. had. And I've had some good ones too, but like you, you, it see, you seem to have an understanding of like what sailors want and what they need. And, and you walk that line really, really well. So like, how, how did you arrive at that? And how, like, can you get, just go into more detail about like how your dad being a chief influenced that? Cause I'm curious to know like, what he did to, to build that kind of stuff into you. So I, I remember the day it was second grade. I was in a Catholic school. We were playing Foursquare, and, you know, we we're playing Foursquare, and I, it was me and, you know, another guy whose dad was in the Navy. And yeah. we were having this conversation 
you know, we kind of found out that our dads were both in the Navy. And he said, what did mm. your dad do? I said, well, my dad is, uh, my dad runs the Navy. He's a chief petty officer. He runs the Navy. <laughs> and he kind of laughs at me. And he was like, you know, well, my dad is a captain of a ship. Your dad is just the chief. My dad runs the Navy. Uh. And so we ended up having this conversation. And I punched the guy in the face. And we had a huge oh. bro. Uh, and so that's really kind of the first, the, the start of me being kind yeah. of, you know, that rambunctious kid <laughs> got into trouble. Yeah. It all started because of that. And we were both brought into the pr- principal's office. My dad yeah. was called in. Uh, my dad was told the story that I punched a guy in the face. And we're, you know, my dad was pretty strict with me. And we're back yeah. in the car and, you know, silent. I, I thought I was going to get the belt. Um, but then he kind of, you know, he kind of <laughs> broke the silence and said, um, you know, son, you know, you have to understand what you did was wrong. But you were right. We do. Yeah, we're going to Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) He said and didn't do anything to me. And he said, you know, that I was right, that they do run the Navy. I've always had that perspective and mindset. Okay. And so everywhere that I've been, whether it's a division officer, whether it's a department head, whether it's in command, Mm. to me, it's about winning the locker room. It's about the culture. And if you don't have somebody to carry the water, i.e. the cheese mess, you're not going to be successful. So that's why I've always, everywhere I've been, the first group, you know, the first, you know, peer group that I talk to so that I get buy-in is the mess. And when mm-hmm. they buy in and they're able to carry the water, you're not going to lose. Right. Point blank. And especially if you have a mess, you know, that is, uh, understands their role, understands their purpose and value on board the ship, understanding mm-hmm. that they run the ship uh, and they yeah. get free will to do it then you can't go wrong on a ship. And I've learned that. I've talked to that about, you know, with my CMC, my CMCs have been phenomenal, but you know, the one on the JPM tied Tychicus Turner has been a game changer. And when you get that triad um, that has, you know, the, the same belief and the same energy level to, to get after it, um, there's pr- pretty special things that could happen. Yeah. So what's your approach to getting that buy-in? Because like there's, there's arguments to be made that because like one of the things that I'm the most curious about in your case in particular is so you're you have transferred from the Mirtha. So like how long does this culture last after UPCS? Because if yeah. there's you know, the, the, if CMC then transfers and then some other people tra- and that new CO comes in, maybe they want to put their stamp on it or uh, just don't believe in the same thing or it just kind of fades away if you're not there or. Yeah. Or whatever. So like how how is how is a CO coming in, especially because you said you you relieved on a command that was having a lot of trouble, too. So like presumably that mess was having some trouble, too. So like how do you go into that room and and win those people over in the way that you're talking about? So the way that I won the room in that particular case, the Harbors Fair, the you know, the failing organization, um, Mm. it was about providing vision, providing Mm. a little bit of guidance and then getting out of the way. One of the yeah. things I've learned is there are phenomenal people in our organization. They're well-trained, they're smart, they're brilliant. They just want a chance and an opportunity to do their job. So I yeah. gave them the, their vision. These are our specific goals that I want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Make it happen. And then I gave them the opportunity. Like nobody else changed out on that ship except for me. The XO was yeah. there, the CC was there, the department heads. It was the same team. Right. I came in there. I just gave them, you know, kind of what I wanted to, how I wanted, you know, the culture to be. 
Um, and then I got out of the way and I let them do their job. And just like that, when they felt like they were empowered to do their job, yeah. that organization turned in a heartbeat. We became, yeah. you know, we were the failing ship, you know, the, the embarrassment of the Navy to the go-to ship in the fleet because yeah. people were allowed to do their job. When people start to micromanage, that's when ships, you know, go off the wayside because, you know, they don't feel like they have the opportunity or the power mm. to do the things that they were trained to do. Yeah, I, ta- I harp on that a ton. I, I'm a big fan of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and I'm always pointing particular to the, particularly with the Navy to sense of belonging. And that's like what you provide is like, oh, I'm not just a cog in the wheel anymore. Like He's telling me that I have the ownership of this thing, like my part in the mission or the thing that he wants done. And then, yeah, they get that sense of belonging. And it's and, funny and yeah, how quickly. Things, yeah, I'm sorry. One of the things that oh, people that, that, that they don't realize about me and when they mm-hmm. see my social media, they think I'm just like this wild cowboy. But one of the yeah. things that the people that are close to me know that, you know, probably the most you know telling thing about me is, A, I don't like to lose. And then B, <laughs> I love to have fun. So when yeah. people understand those two things, they don't want to, you know, upset me. And when I'm not having yeah. fun and I'm upset, it's only because we're losing. And I don't do right. losing very well. So like, yeah. you know, that whole one every day be great thing. It's something that I want everybody to embody. I want everyone to feel like everything that you do in life is to be towards achieving a win. I know that mm-hmm. you're not always going to win. You're going to take a loss. I play Navy football and I know that you yeah. know, we don't always <laughs> win. Yeah. We've had yeah. our, you know, our cases of losses. But right. if you're okay with losing, then you probably don't belong on our team. If you're okay with being yeah. average and mediocre, you don't belong on our ship. But if you're about winning and you strive to win in everything that you do, you're going to get along well with me. And then it's about having fun. Like when you win and you meet all the wickets and all the certifications and all the timelines, then boy, let's go ahead and party like pirates. And that's kind of where my. (laughs) I like it. Um, How do you how do you deal with um, because like you so you communicate the vision, uh, get out of their way. How do you then deal with people that are not okay with failure, but are still failing, maybe not getting on board with it. Or even like one of the things I was real curious about is, did you get a lot of pushback with a lot of the stuff that you did? Because it, it, you know, I mean, it was probably contrary to what a lot of people had seen, not that it was negative in general, but like you might get some old salt coming in going, this isn't what we do, you know, or whatever. I, I figured there, there might be like maybe an XO or a department head or particularly like an old salty senior chief that's just like, thinks it's unprofessional or, or whatever. Like, how do you deal with that kind of stuff? Um, so to be honest with you, I, I did deal with that very often. And to be honest, like mm. from senior leaders, they loved what we were doing because we got okay. on, underway on time. Every time we met every mission, uh, we got, we were so good that we took ships that were failing. We took their mission. Mm. Um, you know, you think yeah. about in the two year span, the things that we we're able to do between getting out of the yards during COVID um, you know, certifying basic phase, early advanced, you know, three out of area deployments with an insert just in a two year span, we were getting rocked hard. You know, the, the yeah. folks were going through some stuff, but because we were doing epic things while underway, the sailors mm. were looking forward to getting underway because they were saying, all right, right. what does you know, what does <laughs> have planned got up next? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, as long and that's all part of the winning thing. Like if yeah. as long as we are meeting the mission, as long as you know, we were doing the things that, you know, that we were tasked to do. No one was going to complain. Yeah, we may have yeah. had a a different way of doing things, 
yeah, there's a lot of smiling sailors on board the ship and people were probably confused as to why they've been out to sea for, you know, 60% of the time over the last two years and they're still smiling and they're still, you know, high morale. What is going on? Because that's not what the slow Navy is supposed to be like. And to those naysayers, I say, we're built a little bit different. We're changing the game. As long as we're yeah. winning, why not have a little bit of fun? Why not right. do some things that people are excited to get out to see to do? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, like, to those people, I would say you're doing it wrong. Like, and did you get any of that type of, like, because, like, I mean, the videos were everywhere. And it seemed like at least the the Navy that I was paying attention to on social media and stuff, like, I follow a ton of pages. That was everywhere. And it's so it's like I... I I would assume that people were reaching out to you going, what is going on on the ship in like maybe curiosity, but also like, like, okay, what's the secret sauce? Like, how are you doing this? And then did anybody ever talk to you about like how to potentially replicate it, whether it's um, like you doing training with people or you providing some type of doctrine or them building (laughs) it into some type of curriculum along the way or what like i if they if that hasn't happened it's criminal like that because that would be the first question i would have if i'm sitting in the mick pond chair and somebody's holding their phone at me going check this out like all right i need to go see what this is all about you know and like how can i replicate uh, this so so one of the things you know from my last um uh commander uh one of the things he warned me about was being so different and you know, outside the box that just mm-hmm. like you said, it's going to be hard to replicate. And yeah. he said, um, one of the things that stuck with me is, you know, one of the things that you should be concerned about is the day after you leave is mm-hmm. the morale is, you know, is, is, is the culture going to be the same after you right. leave? And to that, I'm like, I don't know. And I don't care. Like I am concerned about the here <laughs> and the now. I want to yeah. make sure that the folks feel like they are living purposeful lives you know, that they're getting after it and we are doing the things that we're supposed to do. What happens mm-hmm. after I leave, that's for everyone else to carry the water. You know, when I talk about leaving a legacy, I'm talking about the inner circle, my department heads, the chief's mess, yeah. you know, the XO, the CMC, whether or not they want to go in that direction, that is not up to me. Now, you right. know, as far as the culture is concerned, if you're still about, you know, loving the sailors, you know, empowering the sailors, giving them the opportunity to do their jobs, to live, to learn, that is a some that is a culture that every single ship, every single organization, every single command should want to have. So right. I can only do so much with building that culture. And you right. may have that same sort of idea, but you may have different ways of achieving mm-hmm. that culture. That is up to the next CEO, right? Yeah. Um, but as far as you know, advice to the other CEOs, you know, no one's really talked to me about you know, going out and preaching the word or giving guidelines. All I could say, and the only thing, it's pretty simple to me. It's just to love, love your sailors, love your job. Wake up every day, understand that you have this huge opportunity to to influence so many lives in such a positive way. And if you Mm -hmm. fail to understand that you have that opportunity and you're blessed, you know, with that, you know, with, with, with that opportunity, then that's on you. And, Right. Shame on you for you know taking on a role of command and not knowing that it's not about you. It's about yeah. the people. It's about the sailors. It's about the ship and the mission. Do you think it's it's replicable for what like so like it, it's probably easy to argue that uh, most people viewed you as like a transformational leader, right? So like I take you out, I put you know 
a, a, a regular CEO in, right? Do you think somebody with a, va- a vastly different leadership style than you or, or approach, but they believe in the same principles, like, do you think it's replicable with, with somebody else doing it like significantly differently while chasing the same goals? Does that make sense? I think it is. I mean, yeah. you just have to have like-minded people, right? Yeah. And why was I able to do that on the Merthyr? First of all, I love to drive ships and I feel like I'm pretty mm. good at it, right? So I, I have a lot of confidence in my abilities to drive a ship. So I allow mm. the junior officers to make mistakes every once in a while because the only way they're going to learn is if they drive it on their own and they make a mistake and then they correct it. And I give them yeah. enough leeway to be able to do that. So I have a lot of confidence in my ability to drive the ship. I have a lot mm. of confidence in my ability to fight the ship. So when you have a lot of confidence in your abilities, you allow the sailors um, to, you know, to, to learn on their own to make the mistakes. Um, mm-hmm. And when we, like in, in engineering, the same thing. I have such a, you know, a pretty good engineering background. People fail when their engineering plan is not up to par. Yeah. So I want to make sure that you know we meet every wicket so that people have confidence that we can go out and meet the mission. And mm-hmm. when we meet the mission, you know, <laughs> you know, you'll have some dead time in your schedule. There's always yeah. dead time in your schedule. And people don't realize that. But when it's what you do with that dead time. More <laughs> on white space, man. Yeah. Just pack so that plan of the week things, with. <laughs> one of the things that I've, you know, been pretty proud of is every single underway, whether it was contractor seed trials, whether it was in serve, you name mm. it, deployment, we've always had a swim call or a still beach picnic. You know, yeah. and people think, you know, what, why have a still beach picnic? That's just so that you guys could just, you know, enjoy the sun and, and goof off on, you know, and, and, and have good hamburgers and hot dogs. The yeah. purpose of the still beach picnic is to get the CSs some time off. You know, they yeah. are working their butts <laughs> off without any time off. And people yeah. don't understand that it is a taxing job to cook for yeah. a you know, thousand sailors and Marines <laughs> seven days a week. So if you just yep. give them an opportunity to get a day off where some other organization, the Chiefs Mess, the Wardroom, your first class yeah. association is cooking a meal or two mm-hmm. um, and when the CSs could sleep in, that's a game changer. And then they feel like yeah. someone cares about them. Someone is looking after them. The next time they cook, they're just going to cook with so much more love because they know that someone cares about them. And then, you know, there's examples after examples. But, you know, when you just take care of sailors and or when they feel like someone cares about them, Mm -hmm. you just get a whole nother beast. Yeah. You don't understand that. It's it's a simple game. But when you just care about a sailor and they know that they're cared about, they perform above and beyond. Yep. You're pulling on my heartstrings, man. Like that's you're preaching the choir in my case, but like that's something that my listeners hear a lot is like, take care of the sailors, sailors take care of the mission. It's weird. It's it's so simple. And I and I and I heard that when you talk to senior chief, and one of the things I've talked Mm. to the mess about, you know, every time I hear that, you know, mission first, sailors always or people always, I say BS. That is not right. It's people first. You take sailors are the mission. Yeah, the people. You're not going to have a mission. And yeah, you see that yeah. in, in, in the Navy today where ships are failing because people are mm-hmm. so disgruntled and you know mm-hmm. they have all these mental health issues because no one, yep. they don't feel like, they feel like no one cares about them, that they're just yep. this pawn in this huge game uh, and they're getting abused and used. When they feel yeah. like they, they know that 
they got to roll up their sleeves and get dirty and they have to, mm-hmm. you know, have some sort of sacrifice. Yeah. But when you give them a little bit of love, a little bit of recognition, mm-hmm. a little bit of a pat on the back, whatever it is, they're going to work that much harder because they yeah. know that someone cares about them and they're not, and their work is not going unnoticed. hundred percent. That's yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, it's fun. It's funny. It's always validating because like I feel like I'm shouting at the wind a lot of times and then I like I'll bring somebody like you on and you're saying the same thing. And it's just like, yeah. see, like I'm not making this shit up like I don't know. I, I agree. that was the first one. Um, <laughs> so with the I, another question that I had was like, how did you because you said you commanded a couple times before, but like what what created the idea to do the social media stuff and like what was like was there a goal there or like what was the reason and like whose idea yeah. was it and how did it how did it uh manifest I was, I was always curious about like like it's cool it was fun to see and obviously like i learned about you that way and a lot of other people did and and the the impact it had on me and i think a lot of other people was like see it is possible so like was that yeah. the mentality or was there some other some other reason for it. Yeah. So you think about, so first of all, I had the uh, command of USS Comstock, command of USS Harper's Ferry prior to the John P. Murtha. And if you ask mm-hmm. any of the sailors that served under my command of those two previous ships, they would have told you that I'm the same exact way. The things okay. that they saw on the social media, <laughs> they're like, oh yeah, we experienced all oh, that. Oh yeah. Okay. Ruby okay. Loaded is the real deal. Um, yeah. Well, as far as having, you know, wild and epic things. Um, right. The reason why I started the social media, if you think back to uh, the summer of 2020 when I took over, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was COVID. We were in the yards, a lot of social unrest, you know, political environment in our country was off the right. chain, um, you know, with all the racial, you know, George Floyd things going on in the world. Yeah. Um, and we were so backed up in a corner um, with all of these different things. That, you know, our rally cry was, you know, we have COVID to our right, the yards, you know, the racial injustices, you know, political unrest. We need to embrace this corner and find a way to fight our way out. Um, When I first took command, um, you know, we were duty section only because of COVID. And Mm -hmm. we're in the yards, you know, behind in the yards. And I knew that the only way that these sailors could improve on their morale to you know, show a little love and joy in doing their job was to get back out at sea. So mm-hmm. I needed folks to want to come back to work. I wanted them right. to feel energized and and live purposeful lives to get out of the yard so that we can get out to see where we belong. So mm-hmm. we like I didn't know who was who. We were all masked. It was duty yeah, section. Yeah. <laughs> to work every day. So the only way that I can touch sailors um, and infect them was through social media. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a rah-rah guy. I huddle the team up, you know, every Friday. I do all hands calls. I'm looking them in the face. I'm getting passionate. I'm getting, you know, really excited. Yeah. And that's where I, I make my money, I, I feel like. I couldn't mm-hmm. do that in this COVID environment. Right. We can only be together for five minutes at a time. We had a social distance six feet apart. So I was just like, man, how am I going to get to the rest of the crew? I sat down with the sailors um, and I was talking to this HM3 who I said, how how do I get to the masses? Like, so I like, thought about social media and I was yeah. like, I don't do that. I don't have Facebook. I don't have Snapchat. I don't have any yeah. of that stuff. He's like, well, there's this Instagram thing that we're all on. If you get your yeah. own account and you just put that out there, then 
you know, you're going to be able to get the message out. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. So we sat there. She yeah. actually inputted my name. She's like, what do you want to be called? And I was like, I don't know. Just make something up. So she set up my account. <laughs> and then if you look at some of my older posts, they're a little bit cringy. Uh, yeah. But it, was, it wasn't to start, you know, to get like this crowd of followers. I didn't want to be like this, right. you know, this influencer. I just wanted to talk to the people. I just wanted to okay. let them know that this is who I am. This is what I want to achieve as mm-hmm. uh, the CEO of this ship. And then it just kind of blew up. Then it became yeah. like, we should. Oh, yeah. And then I used it as A, to get my word out. And then B, just to recognize sailors. And then yeah. C, as we started deploying, I, wa- I used it as a like a tool for friends and family to kind of see yeah, all like the cool a- things that we do in the Navy. Yeah, and like a ship's page. But social media is the only thing that has changed with me and my leadership right. style. Um, you know, I, it- I, I, I'm still about the, you know, about the friends and the family. I'm all about the love and the epic things. Yeah. Um, but now people are able to see it because I have now this, you know, yeah. this medium called Instagram for folks <laughs> to see it. It's funny because you just described me like talking to a chief when I was an A school instructor going like, like we had all these students reaching back with all these leadership questions. I'm like, what resource can I create to like just point them to the resource instead of repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again? And so I arrived at a podcast because like I didn't want my face and name on it at the time because I was still active duty. And I'm like, "Eh, this turns into a thing like I don't want people recognizing me as I'm walking down the pier. Um so that, yeah, that's how I arrived at a podcast thing. Same thing. It's like reach sailors where they are. And it's even, I, I mean, it's more acute during COVID obviously, but did, uh, did it blowing up, blowing up like it did, uh, did that cause any like pain at all? Or was there anybody that was just like, what is this dude doing? Nope. Um, you know, nah. I, I think there's no, yeah. So I've, I've had zero negative uh, feedback from mm. any senior leadership. I know that there's some crusty sailors, crusty chiefs, crusty you yeah. know, old cults, um, <laughs> that don't like what I'm doing, but it's not for them. It's, you know, it, it's right, never been right. intended for them. Uh, it's it's yeah. intended for the sailors and, and their family. Um, and, gotcha. and as long as I keep that frame of mind, um, I'm not going to change what I do. Right. Because the sailors yeah. love, you know, and the only ones that that matter to me are the sailors themselves. And when the sailors mm. come back to me and say, sir, that was epic or that was awesome. And the friends and family come right. back and say, thanks for doing that. I, I haven't seen my son or my baby girl in, in, in over, you know, uh, several months or years. And the fact that I saw them smiling and doing their jobs, it, yeah. it warmed my heart. And now that, you know, I could breathe easy knowing, you know, that they're taken care of. So that's why I that's do cool. it. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's been nothing but positivity from my end. Um, you know, That's and good. to be honest with you, I don't care. Like I want yeah. to be able to be a, you know, a, a, a ray of sunshine to these sailors and to their family members. And as yeah. long as we're getting the mission done, mm-hmm. who cares? Yeah, it would, how we're, like, it'd be a way I'm different doing. conversation if like you weren't meeting any metrics and like, absolutely. <laughs> like, like, hey, absolutely. man, you think you can go certify to go deploy real quick? That'd be great. Um, yeah. Cause I got that question a lot with the podcast, like, cause I've been doing it for seven years. Um, and so I was active duty for a lot of it. And anybody ever like give you a hard time? Cause like, I'm pretty critical of the chief's mess in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, like certain programs and whatever. Um, and I've never 
never once gotten like negative feedback and, and except for like I post stuff on Reddit and like that's you're just asking for a face punch. But it's junior sailors that are like have anonymity. So they're just like, oh, this chief wants to know what I think. And uh and- but yeah, other than that, it's like I've never gotten negative feedback and particularly from like any naval leadership or anything like that. But I've heard horror stories of like guys doing certain things on YouTube or like whatever yeah. um, and getting blowback. And, but I think in, intent matters a lot, too. Like I'm not I, what I'm doing is constructive, I think. And so does everybody, all the feedback I've gotten. And so like same thing with you, like everything you're doing is constructive. So I don't see why anybody would have a problem with it. But. Yeah. And, and, and my, you know, my <laughs> philosophy on, on my reels uh, and the things that mm. I post all about positivity, you know, showcasing yeah. the goodness of the surface Navy, specifically the amphibious Navy. We don't get a lot of love. Like, you know, right. we're kind of the bastard childs of the surface Navy. <laughs> but when you see the things that we're capable of doing and when you yeah. see the real estate of the amphib and how big and cool it is, um, yeah. you know, it, it it's a recruiting tool. Right. And, yeah. you know, and there's so many things that these young sailors do on a daily basis um, that people mm-hmm. don't see or know about. And when I'm able yeah. to showcase them doing you know, their jobs. Um, yeah. You know, one of the, you know, just being, you know, the CSs, for instance, mm-hmm. um, they don't know. No one knows, you know, yeah. the amount of work that goes behind the scenes in creating mm-hmm. this masterful, you know, meal for all those yeah. sailors and Marines to eat. And when yeah. I'm able to showcase them having fun doing it, cooking mm-hmm. with love, with a lot of energy and passion. Yeah. And, you know, and then they're able to see themselves, you know, having yeah. fun doing it. It goes a long way. Um, so yeah. I really kind of focus on the positive things. You know, there's always going to be negative things that happen on the ship. You're away from right. your families. You know, you're not always going to have connectivity. Life sucks. You're doing drills, you know, mm-hmm. GQs at night. Yeah, of course, there are going to be some things that aren't going to be, um, you know, happy, happy-go-lucky. Um, but yeah. when you focus on the good things, focus on the positive things, um, you know, folks kind of reach back and remember back in their brains. Holy smokes. Yeah, it may have sucked, you know, for this period of time, but it was so epic for this other period of time. And hopefully yeah. they remember the positive things um, and, you know, kind of keep the negative things back in their mind saying, yeah, it does suck, you know, but we have to train. We have to be ready. But it's all worth it if we're able to do this. Yeah. And one of the things, you know, when we talk about goals for the ship and setting the vision, you know, my mm-hmm. my, my goal uh, for every single sailor was to have a positive sea story. So yeah. if at my checkout, one of the things I asked is, what is your positive C story? If they say, sir, there is not, I, I don't have yeah. one. I have failed them as a leader. So right. I'm always thinking about prior to sailing, you know, I got all my thoughts, all these things I'm thinking about engineering, navigation. I'm also thinking about how am I going to get them a positive C story when we pull back in? Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask kind of like a more general question about like what else along the way influence your leadership approach besides the your dad kind of laying the foundation like did you have like like significant leaders along the way that really influence you but then you you just said something that i feel like is is a significant hurdle for most leaders it's just having the willingness to admit something like i failed you as a leader like if if x is true i failed you or just taking any accountability for pretty much anything like i i take it to like an extreme where no matter what happens, like there's always a piece that's personal responsibility. And then, but the first question I'm asking myself is like, how did I fail you as a leader, which to lead us to this point. Right. 
how did how did you get that wired in you? Like was like did it happen along the way? Is there an experience or a person or or a combination of? Because I feel like that's a thing yeah. that trips up a lot of people. Yeah, one one of my leadership tenets is you know don't cast blame, take responsibility. And mm. I, at any time we fail as an organization, it's it's my fault, right? Just right. kind of like a, as a football coach, you know, when you win, it's all about the people. It's it's the team. Yeah. It's the ones in between the lines. And if we fail, it's my fault. I, I didn't get them prepared. Right. You know? yeah. and, and and I've learned all of that through my um, my athletic uh, history. Um, mm-hmm. When I played football at the Naval Academy, I was uh, the captain my senior year. And it was mm-hmm. a tough, you know, you talk about of all the leadership positions that I've been in, the mm-hmm. hardest one was being the <laughs> captain of that football team. A lot of type A personalities. Yeah. Getting everybody to buy in on you know on, on the one common goal, uh, yeah. which was to win. Um, there were times you know that I you know when we lost games in my senior year, it mm. was because of me. It's because yeah. I didn't get the team ready. It's because I made stupid calls. Um, and you know it's it's about being humble. It's about having a little humility when you take on these mm-hmm. leadership roles. It's how you handle adversity. Right. When you you've taken a loss, you know, it's your fault. How are you going to bounce back and get everybody back on you know track with their heads held high, chest puffed out, feeling good about themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when you could do that as a leader, you know, you know, getting them back up, you know, kind of just spitting on your wound, you know, rubbing mm-hmm. a little dirt on it. And when they feel yeah. like, um, you know, OK, all right, I'm not going to get yelled at. I'm not going to get blamed for, you know, this particular event um it you know the captain has showed me that it's okay to make mistakes just as long yeah. as i don't make the same mistake twice and i keep right. you know, telling them that like captain's mass right or njps yeah. you know if I, i'm pretty lenient um it, it, it is a life-changing moment you know i don't curse mm-hmm. anytime my curse is during njps because i want it to be a life-changing moment right um, but if it's a first-time offense you know it's a slap on a wrist you know, depending on yeah. whatever the effect is, but if right, they see right. me, they're done. Like yeah. you just created this pattern, um, and you have shown me that you know the things you 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 weren't willing to change, you weren't willing to learn from your mistakes. So mm. how can I trust you? And if I can't trust right. you, you're dead to me. I don't need you on board my ship. So yeah. you know, there's you know there's a lot of things that you know it's through my leadership style. Um, I give mm-hmm. a lot of people the benefit of the doubt. I trust yeah. them from the very beginning. It's when they, you know, choose to make a mistake. Um, yeah. And when they choose to make the same mistake twice, that's when, you know, I've lost it. Yeah. I was, you just answered my next question. I was going to ask about like, if you guys had anything that was unique about your approach to discipline um, or just kind of your outlook on it, because that's something that like, it seems like a lot, most sailors, interpret it as and and i've seen it a lot too where chiefs mess triad at like you go through the process of a pio drb all that stuff it's like the people like to default to discipline instead of asking the question what did i do to fail them right like if they were never properly trained or qualified that's my fault that's not their fault or if i somehow set them up to fail because they didn't get enough sleep or or whatever the case is um how did is is there anything was there anything different or was it just like you kind of went into it like did i guess a better question is like did you and did you inform or communicate to like the chief's mess and the rest of the triad like 
this is the way that I approach this process. And I want to make sure that we're getting to the bottom of like, well, okay, what happened? How did we get here? What went wrong? Yeah. How, what was our involvement in that? Or what was our like culpability in that? And then how can we fix it going forward? And cause one thing that I've almost universally saw seen, um, through, through being part, I've been a PIO a million times. I've done DRBs. I was an SEL and all that stuff. And so like the, the thing that I, I always had to fight to inject in the process was like, how do we fix this going forward? I, I don't want to see this kid again. Like, so how do we make sure that this doesn't happen again? Like, what's the corrective action? How do we meet whatever need wasn't met so that the sailor doesn't have the same same issue? So like, how did you guys, how, how did you do that on board the ships that you commanded? Yeah. So one of the things that folks know about me is I'm about love first, mm-hmm. right? And I want sailors to know that I love them. I care about them and I want them to succeed. I want them mm-hmm. to win. I want them to be, you know, contributing members to our society, doing great yeah. and epic things uh, for our Navy. And when they choose not to, right, that is a choice that they're making. And mm-hmm. that is, and it will be dealt with accordingly. But I also tell the chiefs mess that they own that process, right? If yeah. you feel like you always have to give them to me to fix your problems, then you are mm-hmm. failing as a chief. So chiefs, yeah. you own that good order and discipline. And if you've yeah. done everything within your power um, um, to correct a deficiency and you can't win, then you send them mm-hmm. to me. And understand yeah. that if they are sent to me, it's because um, you know there was a lot of effort that was put into this person and yeah. they need some consequence. Um, right. So you know, when I talk to the chiefs mess, the first thing I tell them is, you know, if we are winning as a ship, it's because of you. It's because of the mm-hmm. mess. If we're losing as an organization, it's because of you. So how the mess <laughs> goes is yeah. how the ship goes. And that goes mm-hmm. with division officers. If you have a great division officer, that's because of the chief. If you have a failing yeah. division officer, that's because of the chief. If yeah. you have a failing <laughs> sailor, it's because of the um, chief. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you're saying so it that way because I thought you were going to say it was your fault as a commander. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's our fault. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, and then if we just can't correct the sailor as a whole after the chief's mess has got to yeah. him, after I got to him, um, then they're probably a lost cause and they need to get off. Right. Yeah. But, you know, when sailors feel like going back to the love thing, when they feel like they're mm-hmm. loved, they go out of their way. Um you know, to make sure yeah. that they act appropriately, that they make right. good decisions. Right. And when they purposefully make bad decisions, knowing that they have a chief, you know, a division officer, a department mm-hmm. head, a CEO that loves them and cares about them, and they still blow us off, they slap us in the face and say, F you, yeah. Captain, F yeah. you, Chief, then, yeah. you know, we can't help you. And yeah. you're better off on this. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'd say you're better off off the ship because that help is elsewhere. There goes my dogs um, <laughs> that because uh, like the even those even those ones, I'm always like I look at it like um, there's they still need help. There's still a need not, need not being met. But it's like I there's a, a point at which like it's this isn't I need somebody else to take care of this because you guys have a mission to to take care of. I need to take care of the people that are here that are going to be fighting the ship. I can't devote all my attention to the the one malfunctioning unit I like I, I'll hand you off to people that can take best care of you and then maybe they get back in the fight later somewhere else and and that's that's obviously the goal um, but just making sure that they get what they need it like that just because I can't deal with it on the ship doesn't mean that we're not going to deal with it at all um, absolutely yeah. and, and I 
I'm under the firm belief that if I have the ability to influence, um, to positively mm. influence a sailor, I don't care if they're E1, E9. Yeah. I'm going to have that opportunity because if that's my job, right? My job mm. is to be able to give every sailor and Marine on board the ship an opportunity to be great. And if I yeah. can, if it just takes a five minute conversation, a 10, you know, 10 minute conversation in my cabin to say, I believe in you. Why are you mm -hmm. being an idiot right now? You know, you have so <laughs> much to offer. You know, yeah. I need you to go out, do the things that I know you're capable of doing and stop yeah. acting like a knucklehead. You know, mm -hmm. if it requires me to be able to do that, even if it's a young fireman, a young seaman, I'm mm -hmm. willing to do that. I am not above anyone on board the ship. And when yeah. CEOs get in that position where they feel like, oh, I don't need to talk to, you know, that's just the E1, um, that's, you know, for them to do. Um, right. I have issues with that, right? We have a yeah. lot of time. Yeah. We're out to sea. We have a lot of time, believe it or not. Yeah. And if I can use <laughs> five minutes of my day to change a sailor's life and their mindset, I'm right. willing to do that. And all leaders should. Awesome. Yeah, no, I agree. Especially, it's cool and like, the source matters. Like, so when a, the CO is taking time, like it, it's a big deal. Even, even in the chief's mess, like I, I had a CO that I didn't get along with very well. Um, it's a long, boring story, but like, he wasn't a bad dude, but there was just some stuff. So we don't need to go down that road, but like he would come to the mess like once a week and have a conversation with us. Like he would just come in, sit down, just be like, all right, hit me. Like, what's going on? What do you need? What questions do you have for me? Kind of thing. Um, and that like it, even though he was a guy that like I butted heads with it, it was meaningful that he took the time to do that. And so like anytime a CO is going to stop and talk to you and it like the point was driven home for me when I was a chief at as and I was an A school instructor. And when I would walk around, I'd spent a lot of time talking to students and it was just like they you could see the just hero worship in their eyes, you know, like, oh, my God, this chief spending all this time like talking to me about how, like how I can succeed and what I can do better and even just like telling them about submarines, if they were going to sub school next, like it, it, they're going to find out they're going to spend four years on a submarine. You're going to know more about it than I do at this point. So it's like, yeah. it's, but it just, I don't know, like just taking the time, like that, that person being an important person in their universe. And then that person taking the time deciding that it's important enough to like have that conversation with it means a ton. Yeah. And it, so it's about fostering connected relationships. And then, so I yeah. also use that to throw that back in the chief. I'm like, chief, why is this mm -hmm. person coming to me? Why aren't they right. coming to you, right? And why aren't you <laughs> a great question. that? <laughs> why do I know so much about yeah. this sailor? And it looks like you're taken yeah. by surprise by him. You know, why aren't yeah. you fostering that connected relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, my cop, and then, one know. of my one of my cobs, he's a mentor to this day. He he would he would always say, like, if he knew something that I didn't know that I was supposed to know, how do I know this and you don't know this? Absolutely, like, why yeah. why do I know this and you don't? I'm like that's a great question. I don't have an answer to you. I'll go find out. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. yeah and a lot um, of it is being approachable. Um, yeah. You know, and when and I talk to department heads, you know, you just have to be able to be approachable. You know, not mm -hmm. everyone is built like me and I get it. I'm not, yeah, I, you know, yeah. we're all different in this, you know, in this world. Um, but when sailors feel like they are comfortable enough to have a conversation with you and, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. that tough love requires you to just say, yeah. suck it up, roll up your sleeves and, and get dirty, go talk to yeah. your chief, you know, and, you know, go, you know, go do your job and stop mm -hmm. complaining because we all have problems. 
Sometimes yeah. it requires that kind of conversation. And I've had plenty yeah, of those conversations. For sure. And they're like, holy smokes. Okay. I, I get it. Yeah. And, and then yeah. they, they, they move on. But those conversations work because you took the time to care about them leading up to that point. So they like, I almost feel like they receive it as like, oh, I'll, just, I'll take my medicine and go do what I, you know what I mean? Like they know yeah. you care about them. So if you're telling them that, if you're giving them tough love, they know like, okay, this is what yeah. I need to go do. Um, and it's my job to do it. Like it's my yeah, job. That, yeah. my, my, my job is to be able to listen to sailors and be able to give them every opportunity to do their jobs, do the things that they're yeah. trying to do. And if yeah. I feel like a sailor is not worth my time, then I am failing as a leader. Yeah, I agree. Um, so what's next, man? Like, are you going to keep, are we going to keep seeing you on Instagram or like, what's the plan so going it's forward? Hard, right. Because yeah. now I work in this super secret mountain and I can't bring the cell phone in anywhere. Right. Um, right. So it, it's a little bit difficult. Um, I, I, I've been really challenged with this whole Instagram thing because I thought I was just going to mm. get rid of it after yeah. uh, the show because I'm no longer the CEO and I no longer have this audience that I was right. reaching out to. Um, but a lot of folks have convinced me that it's uh, it's something, you know, I've built this following. We've started yeah. this movement about love and positivity. Why not keep it going? And I know that. Yeah. Uh, Why not start a podcast? Things- <laughs> no, I might know, I know a guy know. that can help you out. I'm just <laughs> So there's other things that I want to do in, in my career. Yeah. I think the ultimate job, um, you know, is still to be an influence in young officers. Like I've always mm-hmm. had this dream of going back to the Naval Academy and being the commandant of the midshipman so that I can okay. like, positively influence all these young potential officers, whether they're SWOs, yeah. Marines, you know, pilots, Marines. Right. I just want to be able to mold them and shape them to be positive, to be energetic yeah. because – I want them to understand that they have this huge responsibility as leaders, you know, to influence. And mm. the way that you project yourself, the way that you carry yourself goes a long way. It's infectious. So you can either be, you know, the positive or the, you know, the the vitamin C positive, you know, infection, or you could be the coronavirus, you know, the negative <laughs> infection style. It's entirely up to you. It's a choice. People leave the academy, um, you know, not everyone, but there's a there, there, there's a pretty good number that leave pretty um, with, with a very negative attitude, and they enter mm. the fleet with that negative attitude, especially yeah. in the slow community, and it doesn't bode well for the ship or an organization as a whole. So if I can just go there and infect them with positivity, high energy, and enthusiasm, um, then I feel like. I have purpose, you know, that I, mm. that I can still do something in this organization with my career. Um, and, you know, th- that's one of the few jobs I feel like um, I, I, I can make a difference. And that's what I would love to do. Got my vote, man. Vote. I'd love to see a commandant of the war college. I don't know if that's a after or before job, but I'm just saying like <laughs> that the employing you to, to make leadership development and education better would be uh, a win in my book. But, uh, well, thanks, man. Do you got any save rounds or alibis? Anything we didn't talk about that you want to? No, you know, I don't know if, you know, we always say when every day be great. Um, folks don't truly understand what the meaning is behind it. We kind of talked about the winning. It's an all the time mm-hmm. thing. You know, we're not okay with um, being mediocre or average. Uh, if we are, um, people die and we can't allow yeah, people to yeah. die. And then the being great. 
Um, it's a point B. Who you are and where you are right now is your point A. Who you want to be, yeah. where you want to go is your point B. If you're not waking up every single morning thinking about how you're going to get closer to your point B, your point B is not big enough. So I yeah. always talk, you know, the, when I talk to folks, I want to know what their point B is because it's my job to help them get to, towards their closer to their point B. And then grades and acronym. We all love acronyms. It's about having yeah. goals in life. You're relentless towards achieving those goals. Excellence <laughs> in everything you do. Having a positive attitude and understanding it's not about you. It's about the team. So when we yeah. say when every day be great, that's what it's all about. I use it in my Pop Warner football teams that I've coached, use it as a division officer, use it as a CEO, use it here mm. in the space, uh, you know, U.S. Space Command. Um, I just want everyone to understand if everyone kind of had that belief and that mentality, mm. um, this whole Navy, this organization, this world would be a far better place. I do have one last question. Uh, talk to yeah. me about sexy warship. Where did that come from? <laughs> Ooh, so I know, saw when, that on a bunch of posts. So when um, I first took command, you know, uh-huh. when we talk about vision, you know, yeah. I wanted us to be the sexiest warship on the waterfront, <laughs> sexy in how we look, sexy in how we yeah. sail, sexy in how we fight. And I left it up to the department heads and the cheese mess to define what that sexy meant to them. Right. Yeah. So that was just kind of my thing, my vision. And our, you know, our, our kind of our rally cry is, we are going to be yeah. the sexiest ship on the waterfront. <laughs> How are you going to make us sexy? So yeah. first lieutenant, when we when we pull back into port, there better be JLGs waiting on the pier so that we can get Ooh. after the sides. You know, yeah. there better not be any rust. You know, and when we sail, we better look sharp. We better be on station every single time. Yeah. Get out to sea on time, be on station. And when we fight, we better have a bird off the rail on time, you know, as scheduled and on uh, target every single time. Yeah. So that's what the whole sexy thing meant to me. <laughs> I like it. That's but it's a lot better. It's a lot more digestible to the target audience than like squared away or like formality <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Formal communications yeah. and like, yeah, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I dig it, man. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was super fun. Um, the audience has been clamoring to hear from you. And like, I've been telling them like, look, he's a busy dude. I'm trying, but like, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, so this will be, I'm really excited to put this one out there and, and uh, well, for everybody. Chief, to, I appreciate uh, you and I appreciate all that yeah. you do. Uh, you keep it up and you, know, you continue to fight the good fight. And, you know, the Absolutely. way that you preach about taking care of sailors is that that's what needs to get out. Uh, and if I can help you with your cause, um, you know, don't hesitate to ask. We need to be able yeah. to take care of our sailors because we know that there's nothing that we could do as a Navy organization if we don't have the sailors. So loving our yeah. sailors, caring about them, recognizing them, appreciating them is what we should be dedicating our lives towards. I dig it. I love it. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. This was awesome. All right, Master Chief. You have a good one. All right. I hope you all enjoyed that. Uh, I had a great time. Really great dude, like I said. Um, and it was it was cool to get the the perspective of the guy that, you know, not that he didn't have help, obviously, but the kind of the driving force behind the culture that we all perceived from social media and to hear him talk about it and and uh, kind of explain some of the mechanics of it and his outlook on it and how he approached all those things was pretty cool. Um, and I wish, you know, like I wish more commanding officers were at least willing to um, experiment with that a little bit, like do your own research learn like find different approaches and just get a better understanding of all of the levers you have at your disposal and try to try to do something that's a little outside the norm to 
make the really hard thing that we do hurt less, basically, which is, I think, what was accomplished really, really well on that ship. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, I hope you all enjoyed that. I had a great time talking to him. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, provide any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, what have you, uh, hit us up. Don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com. You could Facebook message us. Don't give up the ship podcast. You can DM us on Instagram, Reddit, or Discord at DS Podcast. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a donate button on the website at dguestpodcast.com, or you can go to Don't Give Up the Ship Apparel. Get yourself some naval pride and heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. That's dguestapparel.com. Uh, I got some cool stuff there, a ton of stickers, shirts, all kinds of stuff. The coins are there. The Don't Give Up the Ship Podcast Challenge coins are there. Much more to come as I kind of rev the rev this thing back up and really, really dive in with both feet. Just kind of getting my hands around this YouTube thing. Uh, you can support us that way as well. Go subscribe on YouTube, share the videos, uh, stuff like that. Um, but just trying to get my hands around all the video editing stuff. I think I fixed that little glitch in the camera that you probably have seen. Uh, I'm trying out OBS for for recording this part. Um, and I'm looking at like some other programs and stuff to try to like make the quality better. Eventually, it'll be uh, hopefully <laughs> as good of quality as like the podcast and stuff. But uh, like like it happened with those, like it took me a while to evolve in that way. I'm doing all this myself, learning all this myself. But Uh, And with that, that's what I got for you today. Thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship.